I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to Basic Bingers. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm joined by Kay Ribeiro. Hello. And Stephanie L. Seelan. What's the L? Louise? No. No. Lucy? No. Um, it's not an L at all, is it? It's a P. Oh, and it's a P. And you yeah. know what that is, don't Pauline. you? Pauline. 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 Pauline from Luton. Yep. Good old Pauline from Luton. This is the world's foremost TV and pop culture podcast. I mean, you know, there are others available. So says us. Flagship. 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 Reviews and uh, looks at big things that are happening in the world of TV, film, books, etc. And I know, I mean, spoiler alert, someone's doing a book this week. Oh, <gasps> I bet it's Swatty McSwatterson. <laughs> yeah, typical. She no loves spoilers. to show off how oh, she can I read. Oh, I read. Oh, I, I get read. time to read. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Look, it's not I one make piece. time to read. That's what my spoiler is. But that's to come soon. The main meat, the big meaty reviews this week are the new John le Carre BBC One drama adaptation from the very same people that brought you the night manager, kind of, the little drummer girl. Not, as I called it on the uh, official list that I printed out, the little drummer girls. There's only one little drummer girl. And she's very good. (laughs) The reluctant landlord, there's only one of them as well. Ramesh Ranganathan, favourite of this podcast. We're big fans. first ever, I think we can call it, a sitcom. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on Sky Very One and Now TV comedy. next Thursday. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. There's no, there's no, no question. No, 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 I wasn't going to. I wouldn't dare. And and Pro- Amazon Prime Video, or as they call themselves these days, just Prime Video. Prime, they just call yeah, themselves Prime. just Prime. It's from Prime Studios. There you go. It? It's yeah. from Prime Studios. It's their big new drama slash thriller slash something or other starring the legendary, as I name-dropped a few weeks ago, Julia Roberts. Oh, oh, J.R. Oh, God, welcome to the small screen, Jane. Yeah, welcome to the small screen. screen. Before all that, though, we start with our traditional three. We each get three picks of things not on this list of stuff that we've enjoyed or enjoying or about to enjoy, consuming... Steph, was it last? It was twelve, maybe that you kind yeah. of sneaked in. I am going to adhere to all the. Can rules I? This can week. I just say something before you even begin? Right, please do, listeners. You got to, got to know one thing. Steph has to be out of this podcast at two o'clock. She came in with the words, "I'm going to be brief today, guys. I'm going to I'm going to be really succinct." This is the only reason why she's doing three choices. I don't want. But I don't want the listeners to think they're not going to get their full value, full worth of because, Steph just because she's in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just want you to know that even though you've said three, I have got four. So, (laughs) 
I'll I mean, start no one's with now. This... No one's surprised. This... If one, can I just preempt? If one of your things is that obvious thing that we're all excited about on Netflix involving true crime, just don't worry about it. I'm covering that. Why? Well, I, I want to speak about it more oh. though. What do you mean you're covering it? I'm doing. I'm picking it as well. So, okay, well, if you're, why don't you, you know, just alert us to the fact that it's on and everything, but don't go into it because. Yeah, but then, can I speak when you speak as yeah, well? Of course. I don't think you've ever needed permission either of you to speak. I know this feels like a mid-podcast he's production ta- meeting, but guys, I'm just saying. Guys, he's talking about making a murderer. Yes. And so this morning when we walked in, because yes. Boyd's been off on some fancy pants trip, I said, was talking to him about it, and he did not alert me at that time that he was going to have it as one of his of three. I am. Okay, we've established you're both, person. You're both going to talk All about right, it. All right, do you know what? Let's just call this a truce. So I can talk about the truth about the Harry Cubert affair. Is anyone else watching this? Have you talked about this before? Have no, I? I don't think Sounds so. I think we familiar. met. I mean, I might mention it briefly. It's on oh, Sky okay. Witness. Have I talked about it before, John Dan? No. It's a no from John Dan. It's a no from John Dan. John Dan doesn't know because he doesn't listen. Okay. So, Patrick Dempsey, Fit Patrick Dempsey, it's on Sky. And it's, you know, you have to, it's not Witness. there. Yeah, it's, it's on Sky Witness, the greatest Witness. living channel. Literally was living. Um, <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I didn't even mean to. No, anyway, Patrick Dempsey <laughs> plays Harry Cuber, who is a novelist. He's written an amazing book called The Origin of Evil. 33 years later, after its publication, a girl is found dead in his, buried in his garden. And it turns out that this is a girl called Nola Kelligan, who he was in love with, and she was in love with him. And it's all about whether he murdered her or who on earth murdered her and this town of people who have been... Is this fictional? Sorry. Yeah, it is. Okay, it's cool. fiction, but it's it's um, based on a French novel actually, and I have had lots of people say to me that I should read the novel because they think that now it's gone a bit too American. Listen... You know how I feel about reading. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> okay, anyway, it's really, really heating up. If I haven't mentioned it before, I apologise. But we're getting to the point where we realise that basically all along, we think... Oh. Boyd. Sorry. Boyd. Boyd. No, wait. I was just checking something. I'll tell you what, this is like... exposed. The fact that whenever either Steph or I are talking, he's always looking at his phone. I'm che- I was right? checking your phone. And pressing things. And it started... Playing. Stop I think this video started playing. You will do anything I can only apologise to shut me up. Literally <laughs> anything. Carry on, sorry. <laughs> anyway, it's really, really heating up. It's absolutely brilliant. So yes, it's. I think there's been seven on. So if you have watched it, you can do. You can sort of do a binge now. I then want to talk about the haunting of Hill House, or unless Boyd wants to talk about that. Boyd, go ahead. I mean, I, I, right. You know. Okay. F- now we fully endorse what you, whatever you're going to say. We did review this a few weeks back, and I have to say, I think Kay and I both didn't. We liked it, but we didn't give it like a rave review. It was too confusing. All the brunettes looked the same. Yeah, because the first episode is incredibly confusing, and it's there's, there's a lot of characters, and I just wasn't sure about it. However, please, 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 do yourself a favor and go and watch the rest of it. You can binge it all. It is amazing boy did alert me to the fact that the subsequent episodes are dedicated to a a character each and it's so absolutely bloody ready brilliant and frightening and it's one of the best things i've seen the best horror things i've seen for i don't even know how long so this one is genuinely terrifying unlike last week's show uh chilling chilling tales of sabrina yeah that's not that's not terrifying in any way but this is absolutely oh it's just boyd were you scared the fact that you couldn't finish a sentence is, Honestly, is evidence it's, alone. Oh. It, it's literally, it's got your tongue. It's, it's like, just it's, brilliant. It's, yeah, it's one of the best things of the year. It in is. any genre. It, it really is. Really? So I've been yeah, it, it's really, absolutely incredible. You, episode, so episode six. Yes. So, so the it, first five are, as you say, focus 
more or less on one character. One character. They're still advancing the story, but you see a lot of the same events. So this whole story is basically about a family who move into a house and whether or not this house is haunted and all their experiences there. But it's about all their, the traumas that they went yeah. through when they were kids. And, it, and, and we, we said in our review, so that we don't need to repeat it. But the episode six... People not, might not have listened know, to no, that, no. though, boys. No, no, I wasn't having a go. I was just talking to myself or anything. I don't okay, need to explain right. the plot fine, all over fine, again. Fine, so boys. the first five episodes deal with the five siblings and, they, and it focuses on each one. Then in episode six, everyone comes together. The whole family comes together in an episode that is shot in just two or three takes. So it's almost like a play. Mm. But with... An, so it's incredibly ambitious brilliantly done it's also genuinely terrifying it is genuinely and terrifying. moving mm. and it has these incredible effects that are taking place within this two or three shot episode Ooh. it is unbelievable and then you get to the ending which is fascinating without spoiling it what, yeah, what i'd say is, is an absolute total resolution yeah in a very so surprising satisfying. way. In a very so surprising satisfying. way. So, yeah, it's, it's one of the I best things it? of the end now. Kay. Okay. No, 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 Kay, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I'm so annoyed that I wasn't more emphatic about watching yeah. it at the beginning because it... No, but the right, first episode was ha- Yeah, but this it does was happen. Well, they should put characters. two... They should make you watch, like, a feature-length first thing, I think. But as I've told you before, they, they know the, the programme... The people who work make these shows for Netflix know that people who are going to sit down for a binge are going to watch two, two-and-a-half episodes. So That's they know true. they have that confidence. That's true. And it, and sorry. So if you listened to me before, which I'm sure you didn't, but please go back and watch it because it's great and it's great spooky Halloween thing. Mm. Right. Here's my last thing because making a murder was one of mine, which means I am only on three. Okay. Yeah. Does anyone want to? Because I've enforced right, you, you to do three. Right. Yeah. Because I've made sure that I'm covering one of them. This is a podcast, and it is called. It's from the BBC Radio Four. Intrigue: The Rat Line. Anyone yeah. heard of this? I've heard of it. I haven't listened to it. No. Oh, this is such a binge-worthy podcast. So, okay, Philippe Sands, who is a barrister, is looking into the disappearance of a senior Nazi called Otto Vector. Okay, so he basically, this senior Nazi um, somehow disappeared and they didn't know how, and it's, the way that this is done is so fantastic. So all of his ancestors, his Jewish ancestors, were murdered by the Nazis and he has made connections with Otto Vector's descendants and they come kind of coming together to figure out what happened because the whole thing called the rat line the rat line is what is the referred to as the way that some Nazis were protected by um, various countries and by people in various countries and managed to evade any kind of punishment for war crimes so it is breathtakingly brilliant podcast and the way it's done and even better the a lot of it is done through the letters between Otto and his wife and Stephen Fry voices Otto and Laura Linney voices oh, wow. his wife. It's a stunning podcast. It's absolutely brilliant. And you can listen to it all now because it's all up. I think it's I think it's seven or eight parts. But it's not very long. So like every, each one is like 26 minutes. But you learn a lot and it's just it's just absolutely fascinating. What's it called again? It's called Intrigue, The Rat Line. Wow. Highbrow from me. Very highbrow. I know. It's I mean, great. Yeah. Thank you very much for doing three succinct choices. You Kay. Are, you are welcome. What's this bloody ruddy book you've got? Okay, this book is called This Will Only Hurt a Little by Busy Phillips. Oh. I'm holding it up for you guys to look Do you want at. Me to take Busy a picture. Phillips. You can take a picture. Also, I'll describe it with my words. It is a pink, pink cover. Isn't it? Yep, she's wearing a pink suit with a pussy bow. Um, Oi. What? what? Is it? Just yeah. sounded like she was being rude. Yeah. No, look, it's, she's got like a little bow, t- bow on her okay. shirt there. Don't be disgusting and crude. Um, anyway, so yeah, she's on sitting on a seat. It's her autobiography. If you don't know who she is, she's an American actress who was in Dawson's Creek, Freaks and Geeks, Cougar Town. Do you remember Cougar Town? Yeah, with Courtney, Courtney. Cox? 
and a host of films. And but I think nowadays most people know her from being big on Instagram and social media because Best friends with Michelle Williams. Yep, famously. And she does a lot of good Insta stories and anyone who follows her will know that she's unflinchingly honest, um, even about the mundanity of her life. So a lot of her stories are just her walking around in LA and like talking to camera and documenting everything she's doing. Some of it of which is obviously quite glamorous. Um, and this book is written I mean you can tell she's written herself exactly in her style of tone of how she talks and it goes from her being brought up in Arizona to wanting to become an actress through her teen years and like I say she is breathtakingly honest like that's what you want from a celebrity autobiography a bit like Robbie Williams's um one's written by Chris Heath oh, yeah, yeah. but this one clearly is written by her and she just she doesn't give a shit like about she's telling her truth her story mm. that's what she kind of starts out saying like this is how I remember everything and um, she talks a lot about the traumas she had in her teenage years plus um, actually this got picked up in the press so you might have heard about it already about her she had an altercation with James Franco on um, Freaks and Geeks when he physically assaulted her during a scene for real because Franco. she yeah Arsehole. Mm. Um, and allegedly, or um, well, according to Busy Phillips, so she's she's written, written, she's she's written in her book. Um, also, did you know Blades of Glory? You know the 2007 oh. film, mm. Will Ferrell. Yeah, one of the greatest films of all time. Well, she co-created that. <laughs> she did not. She did. So she wrote that. She came up with the idea with her boyfriend Craig Cox. Yeah, and then he kind of went away and sort of like shafted her a bit in terms of he he wrote that then with his brother Jeff. And it's only because she registered the idea when they first came up with the idea that they had to then her put on all the... Her husband fo- shafted it? No, her, boy, her, her boyfriend at her the time. Her boyfriend, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so if you look on um, IMDb or Wikipedia yeah. or whatever, she is down as co-creating it, but she doesn't have a writer's credit. Did she get any money? I don't know. That is one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. And Isn't also that, the greatest came, performance by Will Arnett and Amy Poehler in a film ever. Well, listen, Brother and she sister co-created the team. concept. So, yeah, I can recommend it. It's highly entertaining. If you like her on social media and just generally, you're going to love this. And also, just to let you know, she's got her own talk show, which is going to air on E! on the 28th of October called Busy Phillips Tonight. Wow. Wow. Alec Baldwin's got a new talk show as well. You know how much I love Alec Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I saw some of it. And also talking about James Franco. If you like James Franco and you watch the Hold on, are you slipping in? Oh, hold, on. Oh, hold on, hold Don't on. Don't think we're not noticing. They're just on. slipping no, in no, extra no, things. No, no, I'm just very quickly saying that if you like James Franco and you love the juice, you probably like Maggie Gyllenhaal and she is on Alec Baldwin's what? Here's the Thing podcast that, and it's no, very that, no. interesting. That's, she's just done... And see what she's stop, just done. Stop, stop, stop speaking. Cut the mic, You're not John. allowed to say anymore. That, is, that was outrageous. Right, Kay, you've, the, bit, the book, this will only hurt a little, Busy, Ooh. Buzzy Phillips. Yeah, it's on, it's in hardback right now, available and her show... Do you know what? I think her show's just Busy Tonight, not Busy Phillips Tonight and well, that's 28th October get it right. on How e. much does it cost to buy? Because we yes. know Steph doesn't it's like it when we have to pay for things. Sixteen ninety nine. Excellent. It, that VFM. smacks to me of one of those oh. ones that you might be able to get two, like two for twenty pounds though, in okay, various cool. places. Look into that. The Just other saying. thing I want to tell you guys about is old people's homes for four year olds oh. on Channel Four, oh, which I on. absolutely love. It's on the second series. If you haven't watched it, it's about um, UK's biggest retirement home, and they invite a group of four year olds in to see the positive effect it has on the old people, and also the old people, you know, having it being beneficial to for the children as well. And so they do tests at the beginning of the experiment, and they do t- tests midway and at the end to see, you know, what 
what benefits it has had and it's just the most it's the sweetest most fascinating show you can watch on tv at the moment mm-hmm. because it's just lovely to watch this the little relationships they have and they develop and in particular there's um there was two things that happened so the second episode was on last week where this woman called Lavinia who is um 81 years old I think or 87 she's got Parkinson's disease she's got a little m- mobility scooter and they went into this maze but because her scooter wouldn't start like quickly enough mm. she got left behind like totally left behind oh. they all reached the center and then and then like this little boy Mason realized she's not there and he's going Lavinia where are you like and runs back and gets her and then basically leads her by the hand on her scooter oh into the God, center it's too much it's, it's too much and also there's a 87 year old um, widower called Ken who makes friends with a girl called Lily and um, they just get on so so f- like famously he has been um pretty much a hermit since his wife died five years ago they'd been together for 70 years but he says like hanging out with Lillian um being friends with her mm. it's just basically giving him a new zest for life and she invites him to her birthday tea and like her his parent her parents call him over and he goes and has cake and tea with them that is adorable yeah check it Cross out generational relationships mm. and friendships like the one we have with boys <laughs> yes are so special <laughs> And we learn so much from him. Yeah, yeah that could be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Congratulations. Anyway, that's available on um, all four. Are we calling it four ID? I can never remember. It's all four because it was <laughs> four. four it was yeah. four ID before. Oh, yeah, and um, it's on TV. What day is it on, boy? Do you know? Uh, I think it's on a Monday night. Let me just check that though. Okay, Monday night. I'll talk about the final uh, let's, thing. Let's, let's be accurate all times. So yeah. Let's not just make stuff up <laughs> and not check when stuff is on because we are, you know, one of the foremost TV and pop We're culture flagship. podcasts. Flagship. I think you say flagship. that enough, it becomes real. Flagship. Well, uh, yes, as I, as I said, it's on nine o'clock on the Channel 4. On, on a day? Monday. <laughs> on okay, a Monday. Cool. It's Monday night. Mandelberry Day. Monday. Okay, and the Next. last thing is I went to a screening of a Sky original program called The oh, Heist. Good. I'm glad you went to the screening that I forced I you to go to. You didn't force yeah, me, Yeah, you weren't going to go until I said you should go. How did you force her? Well, I said you should go. I didn't force her. I strongly, <laughs> I strongly suggested. No, I, I went because I wanted to go. Anyway, it was a, it was a, I can't say too much because obviously it's embargoed till it's out and we possibly might be reviewing it on next week's pod. But just to tell you, it is... Um, What's it called? The Heist. The heist. I thought you said the host. No, the heist. The heist. And like, ten, the posh voice. Yeah, the heist. <laughs> the, the, the heist. Um, ten members of the public are tasked with stealing money Ugh. from this um, security van, and then they have to hide this money, divide it between them, and mm. hide it for two weeks. And if they're able to do that and ev- evade detection from a, a squad of like um, retired police force, like hunted. Yeah, it's hunted. It's hunted with money. Yeah, with money. Importantly, okay. because yeah. if they if they evade detection for two weeks, they get to keep it. Like wow. hunted. Oh, they get to keep it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saying, not like how hunted. much money? Yeah. About twenty five k each. Not to be sniffed at. No, I, sniff. I think we should try and do it. How much fun would that be? Well, we just start stealing It'd from Boyd's bank account. That'd be much easier. <laughs> There's too much bullion in there. That's true. We wouldn't be able to carry it. Um, <laughs> yes, all his money's in like sovereigns. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old, he's got old, old treasure. treasure. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So yeah. <laughs> anyway, Boydo. Yes. Um, so so you're glad would, you went. I am really Good. happy, and also we got given. Oh, what'd you get? Oh, now you're interested. Yeah. Oh, free stuff. I might use it in this podcast. A pair of handcuffs. Oh, oh steady. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, you're not for sexy times. Just for you know. <laughs> oh, you say catching that. crims. Okay. Well, mm. cri- criminals in here. Yeah. All mm, right. Boyd. That's what? only two, wasn't it? It's three. The book. You, oh my god! You can just honestly, you drive me the nuts. The book. 
the old people program oh, that you're not in, and oh, the, uh, that, you know that home that you belong in. Yeah. Unbelievable! His memory's I know, terrible. I know. All right, Boyd, come on. What have you been watching? If you can remember, um, you may have heard of a show called Making a Murderer. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, yeah, Boyd. Uh, thankfully, Steph, have you seen? I that? can do it. So you, seen all you of didn't it. need to pick four things in the thing we call the three, even though you did in fact pick four, maybe five, maybe it's even very six. Very feisty today. Making a Murderer Part Two dropped on Friday in full. It's ten episodes. Now, the thing that I want to say about it is I got to Mm. interview um, the directors, the writer-directors. Bong. Moira and Laura. Moira and Laura. And um, they were brilliant. They were lovely and and they're absolutely honest and fascinating. But what I'm slightly annoyed about, and it's no one's fault. No, I'm annoyed about about it. Like to my, I'm annoyed just as a fact as myself. It's no one's fault. I'm not blaming anyone. Okay, is it your but fault? I only had two episodes available to watch before I interviewed them. Obviously, I've seen uh, all of season right, one. Right, right. Okay. It's annoying. But what's really annoying because now, as you've watched all of it, have you watched it all yet? No, Kay? no. If you've watched series one, part one, no. no. Anyway, <laughs> um, as we all know, this is the this is this incredible story of Brendan Dassey and Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery was in prison for 18 years for a crime he did not commit. He was exonerated, un- released. Then, as he was suing the local police for millions and millions of dollars. 36 Thank million you. dollars. He was then arrested for another totally unconnected crime, the murder and rape of Teresa Halbach, which he still says he didn't do. His young nephew, Brendan Dassey, was arrested completely from a confession that was clearly coerced, though, you know, it, that, well, the story of the appeal about all that is... So, yeah. you know, the whole idea of the series is that, you know, did they really do it? They almost... I, don't, I feel they didn't do it anyway. What happens in the later, latter end of part two is... Oh. That don't spoil it because I'm going to binge on all of it. No, 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 no. He, he's not going to spoil it, but it is, I know what you're going to say. Go yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Because it's so really important. These are all, so all the, fa- obviously, the, this is all, the facts of these cases are all in the public domain. Yes. But I'm still not going to spoil it. Good. Yeah. Because if people haven't, you know, you may not have been following them in, in, in real life. Now, Kathleen Zellner, the big new character is Kathleen Zellner, who is um, uh, the Stephen Avery's new post conviction lawyer. Post-conviction lawyer. And what she does, all the way, she's the dominant figure in the whole series, isn't she? Part two. I mean, this really is a documentary about about Catherine Zellner. And how she goes about building new evidence to exonerate Stephen. Mm. But what she does, and it's not until the very final episode that it all kicks off. And what I'm saying is, she comes up with suggestions of who would have done it if it wasn't Stephen, like who she thinks killed. Right, yeah. and this is, do you think this is what I was going to say? What yeah. I'm saying is, and without spoiling it, it has massive repercussions. Yeah. And it's an extraordinary thing that she does is to, to say, na- naming these people she thinks are just roaming around free in the world and they're being accused of committing this murder. And the crucial point it turns about her- the whole thing on its head. And what, what, and really what, so what's to get back to what annoyed me about it, the fact mm. that I really wanted to ask, now I really want to ask mm. the directors what it was like filming the people involved and knowing and then getting to the point where she's going to then reveal who she thinks did it and how that impacted on the whole making of the show. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of fascinating. I think it's really important to say, though, that she's not... It's not as if she's just just going out accusing other people. What she does crucially is she is building a case because she has to have... In order to... um, get the, the case we heard again she has to show that the, what's called there's like there's a denny a, a denny person which is <laughs> denny, someone yeah. else who may have may have done it denny and or demi denny it's named but, after in a previous case right. where oh, you know, but yeah. what i would say to fans of making a murderer is this this series is absolutely a series about evidence all the way through from the first episode all the way through to the end it's about her 
rebutting the evidence, getting evidence. So it, it isn't the same as the first one as you're going through the case because it assumes you know so much about it. So don't, you have to have watched the first case. But Catherine Zellner, as I said to Boy this morning, I don't think I've ever felt like I loved a woman as much as Catherine Zellner. She's Kathleen, so, Kathleen Zellner. Her sister Catherine. What oh, did I say, Catherine? Yeah. Kathleen Zellner. Yeah, her sister Catherine, who I'd like to be. <laughs> but she is so... Everything she says is quotable. She's just... Her... Like... She, her manner is just... I don't even know how to describe what she's like. Is she being authentic or do you think she's putting it no, on, she's she's on a show? No, she's so that. incredibly authentic. And she's almost aghast at the stupidity of other people, which I find hilarious. She does... After, I agree with you, but she does... There have been a lot of complaints about the way that she dominates the series. I've, if you don't, if you've read any of the reviews, Some yeah, of the reviews but I don't been, care. No, I, love I, agree, it. I agree with you. But it is incredible and fascinating how she will slag off fellow lawyers that we see on the show. Yeah, you know the bits I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I it's do. Incredible. So she, Jerry Buting and yeah, Gary, the pre- Sh- the previous, Gary Stringer. Yeah. Not only that, but she kind of slags mm. off the the um, post conviction lawyers of, of Brendan's as well. Who, well she, who what are she does scenes throughout the series. Relegated. But what she does is she points out. Where she would, what she would have done, and actually, yeah. I'm sorry, I oh, would no, agree with you, but agree. she is right the whole way right. through. One, one, I'm going to say we're running. Out, we're, right, I don't want to spend too much time. One, we should have done say, a special. The, we will. Do, I think maybe we will do a special. So okay. once Kate, I've been we'll force Kate to watch yeah. it. No, but I want to watch it. The big, big, big question for me at the end of it, and again, this is why. If I, if I've seen the whole thing, this is what I would have asked the directors: is actually one of the big revelations for me that you realise is the creation of this show. 20 episodes of it, two seasons of it, become a global phenomenon is not helping. No. It's not helping. It's hindering. In fact, it's hindering. It's hindering. It's hindering the chances why? of these people. You have to watch it to see okay. why. To, to see, and it, but it really is, isn't it? And yeah. I didn't get to ask them that because that's really only, you only really fully realise that in the later episodes. Yeah. Where, and at one, it's kind of alluded to at one point briefly where they're like, it's become so famous that the, the, the you know, the, the, um, the system can't be seen to have been this wrong in a globally famous case. Mm. So it's, that's how it's... That's in, to sum it up, that is how mm. it's hindering. And I know that might seem obvious, but it, it, it becomes really, really apparent as time goes on with all these appeals. Making a Murderer, part two, phenomenal. Or I'll quickly say, it's all on Netflix now, very quickly... 22 July is a Netflix oh, film. Oh, watch that. The Paul, uh, Paul Greengrass's film. It's, it's a true story, isn't it? United 93. It's the Anders Breivik. Uh, oh, Norwegian. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. awful, awful, oh, yeah, really horrendous uh, day. Mm. And it's a dramatisation of not only of the events that happened in that day, focusing on one particular um, uh, victim, but it also dramatises him, what was going on in his twisted head. And it's an incredibly bold, brave Dramatization of everything surrounding that situation. Isn't there another one out as well about yes, that? Yes, there is. So there's yes. a, also a film coming out in cinemas, I think, this week, which is, deals with the same thing. And that is a one take film focusing on one person oh, experiencing everything. So it's a very different. I, I would say mm. Paul Greengrass's one is, is most similar to United 93 and almost like not only just depicting the events, but also the impact and the, and the kind of cultural, political significance of it. It's really incredible. Oh, it chills. And finally, uh, Suspiria. Whoa, that was three things. No, it's not. Okay, fine. <laughs> See? Oh, you're worse than me. <laughs> Making a Murderer, 22 July, both on Netflix. Coming to cinemas, Suspiria, which is Luca Guadagnino, who did Call Me By Your Name. Well done. That director. His... Remake, reimagining of the classic Dario Argento nineteen seventy horror. seven horror film *Spirit*, which is, it's it's kind of not a great film, but it is one of my favourite films, and it is a, a, an incredible piece of work visually. 
I went to see the screening of this. They did a big Q&A with everyone afterwards. It's not for everyone. I, st- I, I still really, really liked it, even though it's kind of two and a half hours grinding quite slow, quite murky mm. visual palette. But Before. in the end, it's absolutely incredible. And there's a yeah. climactic scene, which is phenomenal. Okay. Suspiria out in cinemas, I think, uh, November 2nd. Just pulled that out of the air. Mm. I think you should Google that so we are accurate. And now it's time for Pog Picks. Woohoo! Right, so actually this week is a bit of an anti-pick, if you will. Ooh. And it comes from Jez, who says, Brendan O'Carroll's For Fact's Sake, henceforth known as Quite Irritating. And he, he gave us that. He said we could have that as our, as our headline. Quite Irritating. He says, basically, subtext is it's a load of shit. Boyd, you've seen it, haven't you? Yes. Um, I think you wrote a column is on Brendan it, Is Brendan O'Carroll thingy? Um, Mrs. Thingy, Mrs. Brown. Yeah, Mrs. Brown. It's unbelievably yeah. Uh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, um, I wrote so, a column in it. Partly I wrote a column in it because I, th- I was thinking, oh, I haven't, you know, I, I, my column is often about, in Heat magazine, is often about shows that I love. Like this week's new one out, this week is Haunting of Hill House. Oh. Whereas I thought, you know, once, and so I thought I'll check out this thing from Mrs. Brown, dude, this, this, this panel show, and it is... Terrible. Shockingly okay. terrible. Oh, don't watch I it thought. then, people. So that's an anti-pick. So right, avoid right. it like the plague. Um, right, other news. Mira says, really enjoy the keep or delete game on the pod. Should Ooh. be a regular fra- uh, feature as it is a game I play on a regular basis oh. at home. Too much TV, not enough space slash time. Oh, get people. People should send in what they've got on and we'll do keep or delete then. So send them in, Pogs, at Basic Binges. If you want us to help you um, just sift through your stuff, we will do that. Yeah. And, and it, do you know what? If you've got any other problems or anything you need help with, just you get in what? touch. We'll Help. We're here for you Big at words. all times, yeah. yeah. Um, except for if you want money, uh, right? Well, no, then just direct it to Boyd because he's got money. He's got billion. Yeah. Um, also, Mira says, "Can we please have a hashtag the cry spoiler special on the pod? Binged it all in one go. Oops. Are you going to do that afterwards? Because I haven't seen it. Well, maybe we'll do it next podcast. week. I think we'll do it next week. Okay, we'll give people, maybe give people a week to watch it to binge it all because if you might not, they might not. It's all there now, all four episodes. So okay. it's a binge of the next week, and then we'll talk about it next week. That's okay. editorial decision I've just made. Fine. Andy says, just watch Bake Off, so it's fixed then. Three plates of, and he's put the poo emoji, from everyone's favourite Rahul, and he survived. Now, is anyone watching Bake Off? I actually haven't seen the last episode. It is true. He had a shocker of a week, and he didn't go. Really? Yeah. Controversial. I know. Mm. Um, what else? We've got Gary, who says, Black Earth... Right, <laughs> this is a bit of a vomfest. He says, Black Earth Rising, as a show slash series, has had so many people throwing up another two last night. Have you been watching it? It's very vomy. I haven't caught up with the vomtastic recent episodes, no. <laughs> what, people in it throwing up? Yeah, apparently. Unless he's the throwing count. up. But no, I think, yeah, the vom count's quite high. It's just an observation, Gary. Mm. Well, it deals with a lot of, um, you know, quite disturbing stuff happening. So people are allowed to vomit. I think that's probably quite realistic. People can vomit. It's fine. Yeah. Vom away. Um, okay, and then we had, oh, you know, pogs don't win prizes. You the, don't. You win nothing. You win absolutely shit all because John Dan won't let you win John anything. John Dan doesn't want you to be happy. He hates you. Um, no, anyway, so we were running a competition that has really caught on. Mm. I mean, gosh. This who's is like, not winning anything this week? I tell you who's not winning anything. Test, right. So it's either you say it, Testa Veloce Auto Club or Testa Veloce Auto Club. Let me see. Oh, I'm not even going to try. That <laughs> <laughs> was worth it. Yeah, really worth it. Um, anyway, he said, replace, or he or she, replaces where I've listened to the podcast. My last message was sent from a gym in Florence. Wow. Oh, sure. And now I'm listening to my first 
basic binges in England. Previously, I've been listening in Italy, France, <gasps> and South Africa oh in the podcast previous incarnation. What does well, this person do? Person gets all the all international traveller just likes good entertainment oh. in his ears. His or her ears. What's the name again? Tester Veloce Auto Club. Veloce. I think I think we need some name. clarification. Get them to get oh. back in touch. Can you get in touch? Let us know how a you say your name. If you're a man or a woman, and also how many people in these countries have you been telling yeah, us also, what, about? Us? Yeah, and how are you getting to all the, what are you doing to go to all these countries? What's your job? Yeah, tell us all the info. We want to know. Get in touch. Very nosy. <laughs> we do. We like yeah. to know our pogs, our people on the ground. And finally, actually, this message comes from one of our dear colleagues. Oh. Um, at Tattoo Boots, also known as Katie Holloway. Yeah. And she said, hadn't realised Julia Roberts' new show, hashtag Homecoming, was based on the amazing At Gimlet Media podcast. Fingers crossed, my go-to review hounds, that's us guys, um, tell me it's wonderful. So, Katie, well, just stay tuned because we're going to talk about it right are. now. Hope you haven't spoken to her about it in the office at all. I haven't. Right. I've resisted. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, good tea up. Mm. Are we, going, are we moving on to the meet, or is there anything else that anyone wants to say in the can I just say brackets, aka oh, any actually, other business section? Re- I'm, I'm not even just, can, I didn't mention this fact, but I really want to just say it. On my podcast recommendation, The Rap Line, can I also just say that they talk to John Le Carre in that podcast, oh. which is also really, really fascinating because he's obviously a spy, do you remember? And also that's connected yeah, to yeah. something we're reviewing, so that's fine. Yeah. Well, let's move on to it now. That's what I was doing. I was sort of giving you a segue. <laughs> a link, a segue. Yeah. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, no worries. I'm, very, I'm highly indebted. Any time. I feel like you're being sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. What were you looking up in a minute ago when you made that noise when it, during my uh, picks? What was the thing on Oh, your- Netflix. I cranked up my Netflix app. Um, yeah. I was just checking. Some, I wanted to check something about um, Making a Murderer and it started playing Making a Murderer, Making a murderer on what my iPhone. What a great phone. theme tune, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I downloaded it all to my iPhone. To Did you? It, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a great theme tune. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. First of all, in the meet, The Little Drummer Girl, which is an adaptation of a John le Carré novel. Mm-hmm. It was previously a rather boring film. Made in 1970, 80, maybe? 1970, 1970, 1970, 1970, 1970, 1970, 1970, 1970, 1970, 1970, flows in to investigate. Meanwhile, we meet a young actress who's kind of like not doing particularly well in London. She's performing in pub. She's called Charlie, played by Florence Pugh. She goes away on a trip to Greece where she meets the mysterious Hunky Joseph, played by Alexander Skarsgård. Hunky don't cover that. Hunky don't cover that. They, oh. he kind of, they get to know each other and it all is kind of a bit vague and then it all comes together at the end of the first episode in a way that I am not going to spoil. No. And we're not allowed to, FYI, because there's right. very strict instructions all, on the preview disc. So all we can say is this is an international espionage thriller about Palestinians, Israelis, mm-hmm. spies, people going undercover, terrorism, big things. Yeah. It's directed by the brilliant 
film director Park Chan-wook, Korean film who made The Handmaiden, Old Boy, Stoker, some of the best, most interesting, most intriguing films of recent times. What do we think of it? Steph Seelan. I think that everyone should watch this just so they can see Alexander Skarsgård get into the sea because (laughs) it is a real high point. He is so gorgeous and I just... I can't get over how good looking he is. He's tall, he's muscular, he's mysterious. He's very mysterious. If you watched Big Little Lies and you thought, oh, he's just a wife beater, which he did play in that, this repairs all that and he's just stunning. That's really what I've got to say. (laughs) Well, that was a great review of the going into the season. It's all true though. I mean, it is. But I do think it's very, very night managery. I don't know whether I am a bit stupid. I did find it slightly confusing, mm. if I'm honest. Well, because I couldn't work out whether they were playing with like a different time timeline. So, but but I will just say I watched it at 9pm last night, so I was slightly confused. And there's also two characters in it. And I just could not work out if they were the same person or not. What? Were, they, do, wait I, a minute, were they on screen at the same time? No, I don't know whether I'm being <laughs> stupid, but you can clarify that for me at the end. You mean the dude who's being questioned in the, in the, um, in like the jail or whatever, in the, in a cell? No. He's seen t- in two different there's situations. There's a girl at the beginning and right. then the, the Florence Pugh character. And no, I she's just, different. They're different. I think oh, they're different. They've got the same haircut. Yeah. It's very confusing. Mm. It's very confusing. Yeah. What I loved about this, and it, in the same vein as Night Manager, because I think it is slower than the Night Manager, but it's like a slow burn, is that it's so beautifully shot mm. in a similar way to the Night Manager. And it's really atmospheric. And I like how they go to all these foreign locations. There's a really good bit where... <laughs> so you just like the fact that they go... But it is no, so but it's romantic. Like, it, feels, it, feels, it does feel romantic. It, so like, there's a whole summer. scene at the Acropolis. <laughs> Steph liked it because as Skog's are in his trunks going in the sea. Yeah. You like it's it because there's nice intriguing. shots of the Acropolis in Greece. Yeah, but there's a no, bit it's, where it's two very... people get off with each other outside the Acropolis. And think, oh, this is all right. <laughs> it's a visual feast is what I'm trying to get at. It is, I'm being joking. I'm being joking. I'm being sarcastic. It is a visual feast. Mm. I think it's completely the opposite, you see, of Night what? Manager. Yeah, the Night Manager was this... Completely the opposite of the Night Manager. As far as two John the Carry adaptations can go on BBC One at nine o'clock in six parts of a, of a Sunday evening. The Night Manager was a fast-moving, thrilling, relentlessly sexy kind of show. It's so sexy. It's a bit this sexy, Boyd. You can't say bit, it's not sexy. Skarsgård in... All right, in his trunks. But this is a much slower... But I think people are going to... I think if, if you tee up, it's going to be like... I think people will be disappointed. Oh, sorry. I love it, by the way. Beep, but I do beep, think it's... Beep, yeah. Reverse I mean, ferret. Yeah, reverse reverse ferret, on. yeah. Because okay. I think it's people are going to go, oh, it's a bit boring. But... It's it absolutely oh, no, slow that's, burn. Uh, that's good because then you can savour it. Oh, I agree, but, but I, I do think it's, it's... What, too slow? No, 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 I love it. But what I'm saying is I think people will find it too slow. Some viewers, if they expect the night manager... Yeah, I thought the night manager was a bit slow, though, at the beginning. Oh, my God, really? insane. Yeah. That is crazy, crazy. No? Anyway, it mm. is beautifully filmed, as you say, and directed by Park Chan Wook. I think Florence Pugh of Lady Macbeth fame is astonishingly brilliant in it. It's an incredible kind of role for her and I've, I've seen three episodes so Ooh, the have, screen loves her doesn't it the screen loves yeah. her but she's so natural mm, and kind of mm. feisty and funny so within because it's quite she's kind of annoying in parts I actually, was just about to say yeah, yeah. potentially I, annoying I, yeah. I oh, yeah, she's quite whole, irritating of course actually. oh she is an irritant yeah she is irritating totally because she's, mm. she's, a, she's a effing thespian you know she's, she's totally she thinks she's all that she thinks she's an artsy creative mm. actory yeah. radical lefty yeah. all of that of completely it doesn't flinch from showing her being annoying absolutely mm. but honestly by the time you get to episode 2-3 you're totally I'm so jealous you've seen those 
in this world and this kind of fascinating it's like a three it's like a triangle of deception and intrigue mm. and plotting between those between Shannon, Pugh and Skarsgård. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and it all, I love the way it all, but suddenly yeah. you realised what was all going to be happening mm. in the last five minutes when it all sets up what's going to happen in the series. I think it's brilliant. Five stars. Five stars. Mm, four stars. The Little Drummer Girl begins on next Sunday. It's the new Sunday night BBC One taking over from The Cry. Uh, show, nine o'clock, Sunday 28th. Be there. Moving on to... Heat favourite, K favourite. You're obsessed with Ramesh Ranganathan. We right? all are. He's, He's brilliant. Have yeah. you been watching ever. League of Their Own? Oh my god, it this is hysterical. This series yeah. of League of Their Own is the best yet. They're going to get another BAFTA or something. It is, it is exceptional. The relationship between Jamie and Ramesh is so <laughs> funny. When they did um, Stormzy's, um, oh my god, what was it? What's what something? Take? Big yeah, two, two big few. That's bigs. it. And it was just incredible. They did it with the well, rainfall and. I'm, we're not reviewing. Boyd, I must insist that you stop playing Netflix shows whilst we're watching the podcast. Boyd, that's, my the way podcast. Of, that's my way of shutting you up. Boy, why can you why not play you your phone? You started playing without me doing anything now. What was it playing? It's some Netflix thing. It's like a trailer for a Netflix thing. The Netflix app has gone crazy on my, oh my phone. God. But it's a good way of shutting you up because we're not reviewing A League of Their Own. Okay, we're reviewing The Reluctant Listen, Landlord. Listen, A League of Their Own would get five stars. Um, okay, Reluctant Landlord. It is... Ramesh Ranganathan's semi-autobiographical comedy. Ramesh Ranganathan's semi, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. don't listen. Semi-autobiographical. I mean, Stop lowering the tone. If he was here, that's what he'd pick up on. I don't know if he would. He's not yeah. that basic. Um, okay, so he... <laughs> it's about his... Um, the fact that he took over... His mum forced him to take over his late dad's pub and the fact that he's a fish out of water. All he wants to do is be a hip-hop DJ and... Everyone's in for, like forcing him to be a landlord, and it doesn't sit naturally with him. In the first episode, um, he his wife Natasha, played by Sean Gibson, is on some crazy juice diet and is trying to encourage him uh, to get on board with that. As you can imagine, he's not up for it. He doesn't get. He doesn't, doesn't want to be on the juice boost. Yeah, he doesn't buy into that. Um, and also, his son, who's at school age, is um, being bullied, and so Romesh is trying to like give him lessons on how to tackle the bullies, about standing up for the, himself, and really confronting them. Yet he himself is being bullied by the um, the pub, like, he's an ex-crim thug kind of character Sorry. called Dirty Harry, played by Phil Davis, and um, hilarity ensues. Hilarity doth ensue, or mm. doth it? It doth for me. I love Ramesh Ranganathan, so any time he speaks it makes me laugh, so I feel like I'm a bit biased towards his just general voice and his just whole face makes me laugh so he could literally be reading anything and I would find him funny but I do what I like about this is it, you, he's written it and obviously you can see it's actually drawn from probably from loads from his real life because the woman actually looks a bit like his real life wife and I remember you Sean telling Gibson. us I remember you telling us the story about his child share, being his oh, child yeah. being bullied at school yeah and I for me I really enjoyed he has having this conversation with his son about um, superheroes and who belongs in the Marvel universe and what Spider-Man could do and I, I just I love Romish I found it really funny it does it's an feel, easy watch it does feel like it's like torn from you're watching literally you're watching what's going yeah, on yeah he's not acting life. just about yeah. turned in just about heightened enough to turn it into a half hour sitcom okay yeah as like I'm obviously biased but I think what works the best is his uh, interaction in the pub with the like the other like because the, there's right. a lot of like, regulars because then that's when he gets to do a bit of like his stand up 
routine and like a bit of banter between them all and that's what he excels at i think so yeah mm. i enjoyed it my favorite bits were the home bits i thought oh, that, really? oh yeah because i love sean gibson mm, brilliant great. from from uh peter gates car show as i said when i was interrupting you just now mm. um i think the kids are really good they're really sweet and funny yeah, his son, the oh, son yeah. who is with that 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 scene with the dc universe and yeah all and all the talk about superheroes is really good I, so i really like the domestic you know very traditional domestic sitcom but completely real and authentic because it's absolutely clearly just about (laughs) (laughs) taking real life and turning into and i heard him interviewed recently on five live and he was where he was basically admitting completely that you know he's things literally text that his wife has sent him that he's used yeah you can tell but that makes it it, yeah it's so authentic isn't it yeah i mean he he uses his real name in the show so it's not like he's pretending this isn't completely a version of what's happening in his life imagine being married to romish yeah, it'd be well fun. Yeah, but it must drive her mad. <laughs> it must, so mustn't it? In Why isn't? I think yeah. he should have written his mum into this. Oh, that's the only. Do you know what? That's but we've such a seen good point. a lot of his mum, haven't we, on the shows? Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do, meet her later I on. Do, Who knows? I hope his so. mum is so capacity. amazing. Mm. I hope she. Do, yeah, he oh, should have written okay. a mother-in-law or a mother in it. Right. How many stars are you giving it? I'm Steph? giving it five because I never give Romish anything less than five. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving it four and a half. Oh, bitch! <laughs> I'm gonna give it four. The Reluctant Landlord. No, it's four is a huge recommendation. Well, reluctant Landlord starts on Sky One and, of course, Now TV next Tuesday, the 30th of October, 10 o'clock in the evening. And also check out League of the Rings. It's really good. Sky One. Well, I think that series is finished. No, no? it's on okay. seven. Ash- the Ashley Cole episode was on. It was hilarious. Oh, okay. All right. Romish really takes the piss out of him. You should yeah, watch it. that was really oh, no, good. I've seen, I've Have you it. seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Okay. Don't, don't worry about that. Finally, Julia Roberts is coming to what we used to call television. And Steph, you can't go yet, but I you'll know. be fine. Be no one's going to miss you. Not I mean, I, mean, I am in supposed this room. to be heading up that meeting, it's but fine. it's okay. Because <laughs> you've got us. You've got to set up what happens in the homecoming. Just say so that when you walk in late, just go, sorry, I just really had to get nine picks in instead yeah. of three. Yeah. <gasps> oh. oh, I haven't got time to be outraged. <laughs> right, okay. Um, right, so hi- homecoming, as our dear friend Katie has said, is um, based on a podcast. And I think this... I I think I'm right in saying that this is the first time that a podcast has been translated into a television program. So as John Dan's favourite, Gimlet Media, he's always banging on about them. <laughs> okay, you're right. Okay, it's a mind-bending psychological thriller starring Julia Roberts. But what it basically is, is these... Um, oh, what do you call them when people... Soldiers. Soldiers, that's it. <laughs> soldiers. I couldn't think of there. the word. Right, soldiers. So they've come back from duty and then they're going into this facility, which is a transitional facility, so that they don't just go out into the world and, you know, it's all very... Because they've, they've been, you know, on duty for a long time and it's all very, very distressing. So it's supposed to be a transitional facility to help them cope with the outside world. And Julia Roberts' character plays... She plays a character called Heidi, who is the counsellor at this facility. However... What happens is a certain amount of paranoia starts to build with some of the characters um, and they start to question why they're there, what they're there for. Um, Bobby Carnival plays this kind of strange director that's off-site of this whole thing that Julia Roberts has to um, talk talk to at various points mm, to try and find out what they're lunching. doing but there's two timelines going on so we see Julia in the present day where she's working in a fish restaurant and um, when it's she's a working fish restaurant? I don't I know if it like is a, is it just like a normal a diner. restaurant diner yeah, yeah. Do not question me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they might serve by the sea. Specify the fish restaurant. Is it, by the, is it by the sea? Okay, it's by the is sea. It? Is it anyway, by the sea? So, what about, do you think they sell most of? Right, they probably sell most of fish. <laughs> <laughs> she's 
She's working in this lady in the diner as a waitress. She's working in a goddamn fish and restaurant. something dodgy was happening She when, is a fishmonger. So some, a guy it? comes in and says, <laughs> like, he wants to question her about it and she pretends that she knows absolutely nothing about it. It's a little bit Manchu- Manchurian yeah, candidate. Something, to sum up, something weird What do you mean? On. It's totally been summed up by me in, in perfect words. In this facility, words. but we don't know what it is. What is the mystery of this weird facility where she's trying, she's supposedly trying to help soldiers transition from being, yeah. Kay, what did you One think of, the, of this weird show? I, I really loved it. Good. Which surprised me because, you know, usually when stuff is so, like, mind-bendy and yeah. I'm just, like, what's it's the last thing we did? Do you remember it was... Maniac. On yeah. The, it's, yeah. And it's I was similar. not into that. Okay. However, this I love, firstly, because I love Julia Roberts, but also it's just so intriguing. What is going on? Why is she denying? So in one of the scenes, she's talking at length with this guy called Walter, an ex-soldier. She clearly has a really good relationship with him. And then when the investigator comes in the flash forward in her, like her new life, if you like, she totally denies this relationship, even knowing him. So we know something bad is afoot. We know that like there's a lot of sinister things possibly going on in the background it's just so gripping and I also love the fact it's in half an hour chunks each yes. episode which 26 minutes yeah which it's really makes you want to just like yeah. watch more and more and more it, it's very unusual it's There's, a drama watched, slash thriller in half five. hour episodes and there like all this um, this freaky deaky music as well do you know do you know what it's like have you watched the film Cape Fear no Boy, do you think it, for me? I was like, this is like Cape Fear. The I'll way tell you what the music is. is. The music is literally taken from original Brian De Palma films like Dress to Kill and Carrie, which is the large part of the inspiration for, by the director. And he literally takes that original music, oh, played, oh. yeah, yeah, and and it, it's and so and tense. Soundtrack and music from classic Brian De Palma films. That's what the music is. That's why it's so bloody ready, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. It is incredibly fascinating, isn't it? And he has these long tracking shots all around the facility, which is exactly like something out of a Brian De Palma film. Sissy Spacek, the legendary Sissy oh, Spacek, Carrie herself, her plays Julia Roberts' mum. Split screen. Split screen, De Palma. It's, all, it's literally, the whole thing is one long, incredibly exciting, lavish, fascinating tribute to Brian De Palma, as well as being an incredible, fascinating story in its own right. Can I tell Five you my stars. last thing that I love, love about it yes. as well? Sorry. I'm trying to speed it's, up because she's supposed to be in a meeting. At the end, you know... Taking you off my headphones. Go on. <laughs> You know, you have those usually at the end of a drama, you have like some something climactic happens, a twist or something. Mm. There is none of that with this. So, like, it just kind of trails off and the credits start coming. Oh, the, the credits yes. start yeah. at the right at the end. Yes, yeah, it's but, weird, it's, yeah. it's, but it adds uh, to the tension. Yeah, can't wait to see the rest of it. How many stars? Five stars as I'm walking out the door. She's out of here. I Kate? don't like being wrapped up like this. Uh, five stars from me. Five stars around. Very exciting. This is the best Amazon Prime video thing, like, possibly ever. Homecoming, it starts next Friday, the 2nd of... And it's all on next Friday. It all drops, all 10 half-hour-ish episodes Binge drop. It. It's a goodbye from me. Steph's literally Bye. halfway out the door. Hey, can you just pick up my things for me, please? Sorry, oh, my God. What? Is what? it all right? They, but it's my not... hand papers on as well. Thank you, you're best. Bye, sorry. It's a bye from me. It's a bye from me. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> 